Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is contest time here at WGR. Be caller 5 at 716-221-4WGR-4947 if you prefer numbers in your phone number. To win a pair of tickets to see comedian Nate Bargatze at KeyBank Center Sunday, June 16th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Tickets courtesy of KeyBank Center. Mike Shope and the Bulldogs. Your calls again shortly. I did what I said I would do for once. And go through all the uh, foursomes for the tournament in Pebble Beach, which starts, I assume, tomorrow morning in California. Josh Allen is playing in it. Tom Brady is in his group. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is one group behind them. We also have Larry Fitzgerald playing in this tournament. Steve Young. We have a foursome that includes Alex Smith and Buster Posey. Okay. They might have been friends playing in San Francisco at the same time. I'm guessing that. We ha- we have a foursome with Pau Gasol and Harris Barton. Did, didn't, did Posey suffer a devastating broken leg type injury at home plate one time? Uh, maybe. You think maybe they have, they, that's what they would talk about? I mean, I think they might have that in common. Yeah. Okay. If I'm right about Posey, Alex Smith, obviously, I think most people remember. Oof. Tough one there. Yeah. Pau Gasol, Harris Barton. You know who Harris Barton is? Yes, I do. Who is he again? <laughs> Leave the door open for you if you want it. Yeah, want former, former 49er. Yes, he's the guy who tells the story about how when the Niners got the ball back in Super Bowl twenty three, okay. late, losing to the Bengals, everybody's sort of like tight, and Joe Montana goes, hey, look over there. It's John Candy. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy who tells that story. Joe Montana pointing out John Candy in the final moments of the Super Bowl. <laughs> About to go on a game-winning Super Bowl. Right. It's like a 90-yard drive or something. And also, Condoleezza Rice is in the field. Condoleezza Rice. I don't see Jerry Rice. But, Mm. you know, a lot of Niners here, San Francisco area. But I do see Condoleezza Rice. No, uh, no. Oh, well, it's I'm I'm thinking of the Tahoe thing. Uh, Del Curry and Steph Curry have played in that. But Steph Curry's obviously in season. Yes. Uh, Another, Another big game last night. I don't know about Dell. Dell's dad? Yeah. Steph yeah. Curry's dad? Yeah, yeah. They've been good. Maybe have won it. Certainly leaderboard at that Tahoe thing. I did not get an invite. No, yeah, mine, uh, I turned him down. You got an invite but said, I'll yeah, pass. I'm too busy here. I, You know, we have to, you know, pour over, uh, you know, the, 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 the wreckage of the bill season. You've got your cereal to eat. You've got your routine. Don't want to stray. All right, let's go. Sorry. 
Sorry. So it's okay. I did I did just during the commercial break pour a bowl of honey checks honey checks out and put it in the freezer for later. Freaking break. Honey che- the freezer. What kind of behavior? Undefeated. Is freezer bowl honey cereal. Undefeated. Checks. They honey have honey checks, checks now? Just honey checks. Yeah. Honey checks. checks. That's how you say it. I had to, it was the last of the box. It's been there for four or five days and the kids beat you know, beat me to it. And nothing against the other, you know, there's some Honey Nut Cheerios in there and some Cocoa Puffs. I'm not going near the Cocoa Puffs. Uh, But I I, I was excited when I saw the Honey Checks, and I just thought the look. I'm like, oh, they're almost gone. I'm grabbing them now. You'll eat them tonight, or you're just saving them? You're hiding them, basically. I am definitely hiding them, but it's on the radar for tonight. I got a pretty light dinner planned, and I think I'll probably be up for a snack later. All right. Snack planning. Let's go to Rick next. Hi, Rick. Hey, guys. So I'm under the opinion that Tyler Bass makes the field goal and the analytics probably show that we're going to lose the game high high percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to make Mahomes a hero. He's going to drive down, score the game-winning touchdown. Same opinion on the touchdown. If Allen hits that pass with a minute 44 left and two timeouts the Chiefs have, analytics, I don't know officially, but – I don't know. As a Bills fan, I'm thinking we're still going to lose this game. Um, needing the touchdown is, is a big is a big difference from needing the field goal. Like I understand the nervousness, yeah. and I'm not telling you I would not have been nervous if Allen hit Shakir with that pass on second and nine. Uh, but needing a touchdown is a very different thing than just needing to get to your thirty. It is. It is. But this is my this is my question for you guys because I sit back. I, you know, I listen. Like you said, Bulldog, we've analyzed this thing every which way, but. Um, Allen is a fierce competitor. We know this. We've talked all season long about McDermott's decision-making and game-time, game-winning scenarios. Do we trust it? Yada, yada, yada. Knowing your quarterback and knowing his intense nature on the field, do you guys – you mentioned a Bulldog, I think, him having a bib on. I feel like it's not treating him – like not handcuffing him, but telling him at a two-minute warning, we need nine yards. Don't don't even look for a touchdown mm-hmm. here. We need nine yards. Does Sean McDermott and who knows? Maybe he did. And Allen didn't listen. But do, yeah. do you feel like McDermott has a responsibility there to understand the scenario, understand the analytics, and just tell Allen go get nine yards, and then we'll deal with the rest of the drive from there? Because I don't think he did that. And you know, I think Allen cost us the game. It's hard to say it. I love Allen. He's the reason we're there. That decision in that moment cost us the game. And my question is, Is do you think McDermott should own that? Because I think he should. I think he should have told Allen, go get nine yards. Well, um, I don't mind your take, really. No, I don't either. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a fair question. Um, I, I, I don't think any of us know, what, you know, what was said there. They, they're not going to tell us because they don't want to make Allen look bad. Because that's what that would be. You know, if, if Joe Brady or Sean McDermott says, yeah, actually, we told him repeatedly, like, Diggs is going to be open on the crosser. We're running three guys into the end zones. So just all we need is the yards to keep the clock going. Like, if they told him that and he still threw it to Shakir, Allen looks like a jerk. So they're, they're never going to tell you. So I, I don't know, you know, where does that leave you? You, you you disapprove of McDermott in the overall, so then I think you're going to want to assume, because it supports your your narrative, um, and there's nothing wrong with it. You're just going to choose to believe that nobody told him that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. 
Um, it would surprise me if there weren't specific instructions given there. But, you know, I also watched this team lose a game with 13 seconds left two years ago. So, I mean, anything can happen. I never see them talking. I don't want to say, like, I'm I'm sort of like an insider that tells you that they never talk. But I never see them talking. And it doesn't have to be that they do, even if I'm right. Like, you could still have Brady re- be responsible for that message. Sure. But, you know, the, the Bills have a reputation in these games for missing it. And McDermott is often blamed for that. And I think there is some – it's somewhat fair to do that. I mean, all these situations are a little bit different. And not all would be ones where everybody would agree that there's really needs to be blame to go around. Um, we don't know if Mahomes actually would have driven the field, like those kinds of things. People have said that about that decision to throw to, to Shakir. So Brady could also be giving the message. You know, it doesn't have to be McDermott. The, the point is, it didn't get through. Whether right. it was, it, it didn't happen. It For didn't happen. Reason. Right. It didn't happen. And you can say, and I know that people have to us how it doesn't matter. You know, but I just I thought it was a mistake. And when we're talking about a playoff loss and whether the Bills missed a smart idea, well, we do that every year, don't we? We do that every year, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go to the phones again. Taylor is next. Hi, Taylor. Hey guys, love the show. Um, I just wanted to talk about, I guess, like hiring in house, you know, promoting Babbage and Brady. Um and I'm just wondering if the, the Bills realize how much roster turnover they're going to have to go through this year because they've got to get younger, they've got to get cheaper. And I'm wondering if McDermott just values that in-house kind of promotion more so because they realize how much roster turnover is coming. Well, I, I they probably know what's coming. Um, I don't know if that has to be related. I mean, they're going to want to be the same team. And they know they'll need some new guys, some new parts. But Sal did well, and he's done it many times, to lay out sort of Babbage and the path he's taken. Also, it's been said, Bulldog is who I hear making this point, like in terms of Brady and Babbage, perhaps, you want to keep them, you got to promote them. you got to get step up and sign them and let's go. Or else, you still I mean, you still have a team that's looking for a head coach at, at this stage. Um, so I don't know if it has to be related to roster turnover, maybe. I don't think it needs to be, though. Yeah, I think it, 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 easily enough you, you can connect it, right? Like, how many things do you want to change, right? Um, and, and that can just be the, the, the voices, the teachers that the players have become somewhat comfortable with and confident in. Um, you just don't want that on top of having to play with a new guy next to you or two guys, new, two new guys behind you or whatever. Like, um, so that, that could correlate, but it, it doesn't have to, like you said. Mm-hmm. What are you doing tonight? Anything cool? Um, you, well, you tell me how cool it is to heat up some leftovers and binge watch um, uh, a show that I'm hooked on. That's a three at the best. At the, yeah. at the most, it's a three. I'm, I'm three. I, it's another. My wife is on nights now, so she's leaving for work in I don't know about half an hour, forty minutes or so. Uh, the boys are both doing stuff. They're not here. And um, last night I walked downstairs and watched the final two or three episodes of season two of Fargo and started season three immediately and watched two more on the bike this morning. And I'm probably going to watch three or four more tonight. 
It's a very I, good, very I don't, good show. I don't know what you should be doing. I mean, it's yeah. a Wednesday night. I don't know yeah. what you should be doing. Usually, uh, what I would be doing is watching hockey, but with the Sabers off, and there was only there was like one game Monday, two yesterday, three tonight, and then the All Star break. I just sort of, I just sort of cut the cord on hockey for the week. Like I don't, I don't need to be sitting here watching whoever. I don't even know who's Ottawa, whatever. Like I don't need to do that. I believe Detroit and Ottawa. Okay, is one of the games. Um, you know, I could do that, but I'm enjo- I'm I'm addicted to this show right now, so I'm going to feed that. All right, so, good. Not very good. It, highly recommend that show, Fargo. Um, it's been around a while. I think the last season of it just got finished up pretty recently, um, and I didn't know this when I started it, but it's one of these shows. There's six seasons of it, and they're all thematically related. Uh, like similar, but the, the, the actors are all, the stories are different every year. It's a different story every year. Uh, and so I'm, I'm enjoying that. It's very well done. Netflix? Uh, I've got this on Hulu. Hulu. There we go. Hulu. Yeah. All the subscriptions over there. Yeah. You, you got some, you got some uh, very high praise from my man John Gale about this Netflix uh, We Are the World documentary you brought up a couple times yes. yesterday. Yes, he he watched it and was moved to tears. He said, "Well, I, it's funny to me to get credit for recommending a documentary about We Are the World because why wouldn't it be great?" <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, he he sort of it was a backhanded compliment. What you relayed, like I didn't expect Mike to give me a music recommendation <laughs> well, that I you, would like. I well, like. I'm very happy with my taste in in music documentaries. Yeah, you, you you need some context for that, and I and I thought about that when I when I looked. You know, I, I I copy and pasted that from John this morning that I woke up to it, and before I hit send to you, I considered explaining that because the <laughs> the previous text I had sent him, he he has been. Uh, he reminded me that one of my musical heroes, Paul Westerberg, was heavily involved with Glenn Campbell's final record, um, and that they had become friendly towards the end of Campbell's life, and I'd forgotten about that, and so John was in my ear about Westerberg, and we were tweet, you know, texting back and forth about him and the replacements, and I, I, the last text I sent to him last night was, I did not have you filling me in on intel or information about Westerberg and the replacements on my bingo card. So he, in suit, followed with uh, that about you right. when, when, when I woke up. This That's morning. so interesting because one of the thoughts I had also was, this is a bulldog phrase. The bingo card the bingo is a phrase card. you use. <laughs> right. Now right. he's saying that. Like, is everybody yeah. saying that? No, he said that because I just said that to him. There it is. Right. So that he, I re, I understand that it's still somewhat backhanded, but he he used that phrasing I think because I just used it. The time. rest of the story, there it is. Now you know all about <laughs> this thing you'd never even cared about. Here's Jeff next. Hello, Jeff. Hi, how you doing? Love love the show, guys. Thank you. Um, love doing it. I got two I got two wide receivers. I need your opinion on. I've seen them uh, this year. Um, Jerry Rice's kid. And uh, the Franklin kid from Oregon, and I got a juicy rumor for you. You like a juicy rumor? I don't know if I do. How credible uh, is it? Dallas gives us the first and third draft picks for Diggs. Go play with his brother. What do you think? This is your idea? Uh, I, I heard it uh, through the workplace uh, rolling around today. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't see it. Um, I would want to keep Stephon Diggs, and there are cap penalties in a trade. I mean, also, I think if I'm Dallas, I'm not making that trade either <laughs> because he's old, and why would I give up a first-round pick? 
So um, we'll see what happens, though. I'm sure we will talk again if it does happen. I have no opinion on uh, Brendan Rice. I think his name Brendan Rice. Yep, that's right, USC. Yeah, I've never seen him. No, don't know anything about him except who his dad is. Franklin's pretty interesting. Though. Franklin, I've decided that I like. Yeah. yeah, Oregon. So I think that's a good result for the Bills in the first round. Keep the pick. Well, you're saying add a pick, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would be fine with that, I think, at this early stage. Thank you, Jeff. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog back after this on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.